Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 602 for release on Sunday, September 6, 2020. In WaveScan today, the largest and most important American World War II radio station in Australia. What happened afterwards? An interesting sequel. We'll have DX news from the Worldwide DX Club of Germany and our Japan DX report. The largest and most important American radio station in Australia during the Pacific War in the middle of last century was installed in five different locations in the areas around the city of Brisbane in Queensland. The main operating terminal was installed in the basement of the AMP building in downtown Brisbane. A combined transmitter and receiver station was installed in Somerville House in South Brisbane and a transmitter station was installed on the Redlands Golf Course. Ray Robinson has more from KVOH in Los Angeles. Thanks, Jeff. The two primary facilities for this important radio station were the transmitter unit, with its dozen shortwave transmitters and several rhombic antennas, located due east of Brisbane at 180 Youngs Road, Hemant, and the receiver unit, southeast of Brisbane at Old Cleveland Road East in Kapalaba. Work on these two major facilities began in 1942, with joint cooperation between American and Australian personnel. The Americans abandoned both units, Hemant and Kapalaba, two years later towards the end of 1944, though the 40-kilowatt PWI transmitter was first removed from Hemant and taken to the Philippines on the American radio cargo vessel OL-31. This transmitter that had been on the air in Australia under the consecutive call signs WVJJ and WTO was installed in Manila under the call sign WTA. The transmitter was installed in the Manila Country Club building and the receiving equipment was installed in what had been the Japanese radio receiver station. The operator section was installed close by in the Trade and Commerce building. So now, what happened to this American transmitter and receiver station after the Americans left in 1944 or 45? This makes a very interesting and important sequel, which is almost unknown in radio circles in Australia. Here's what happened. Both locations, the transmitter and receiver stations at Hemant and Kapalaba, were acquired by the Commonwealth Government PMG, or Postmaster General, Department in Australia, on August 20th, 1946. A few months later, PMG radio personnel took over the operation of these two major facilities and they became the operational headquarters for a new and important radio network throughout Queensland, the Emergency Radio Network. The Australian state of Queensland is the second largest state on the continent and it stretches for 1,300 miles north-south and 1,000 miles east-west. However, even though the eastern coastal areas on the edge of the Pacific are highly populated with several major cities, the inland areas are very sparsely populated. Consequently, the inland areas of Queensland, as well as the sparsely populated northern areas, were in need of a communication system that would tie the state together. The former American radio station at Hemant and Kapalaba 
began to serve this new radio development admirably, and radio station WVJJ-WTO became VL4EA. Some of the American equipment at emergency communication station VL4EA was renovated, and new equipment was installed. At the transmitter station, some of the American transmitters were retained, and over a period of time, new Australian-made transmitters were installed. At the receiver station, likewise, renovated American and new Australian equipment was in regular usage. Throughout the isolated country localities, small radio transceivers were installed, quite often a 60-watt Arcal SSB unit, together with one or two rhombic antennas. These small communication stations were installed generally at a local post office or at an ABC medium-wave regional station. In addition, at each of the ABC medium-wave relay stations, rhombic antennas were installed to provide an emergency program source from the shortwave stations VLQ and VLM at Bald Hills, north of Brisbane. So, for example, emergency radio equipment was installed at the post office in Cooktown, way up north on Cape York Peninsula, under the call sign VL4ES. At Quilpie in southwest Queensland, the call sign for the emergency radio station at the local post office there was VL4KY, and the call sign for the communication station in the post office at Cohen, also on Cape York Peninsula, was VL4KB. An emergency radio communication station was co-sited with several of the ABC medium-wave relay stations, and for example VL4EK was co-sited with the original 4QN at Clevedon near Townsville. Emergency station VL4ER was installed with 4QY at Kama near Cairns, and VL4EW was co-sited with 4AT at Gwyn Creek near Atherton. All of these small communication stations in the emergency radio network communicated, sometimes with each other, and ultimately with VL4EA at Hemants and Kapalaba. However, as time went by, and with the implementation of more modern forms of electronic communication, the usage of the emergency radio network throughout Queensland slowly began to diminish, until finally it was no longer necessary and it was then closed down. Earlier on, the American usage of the Hemant Kapalaba radio station had been phased out, and now even the Australian usage of this same facility came to an end. The property with the Hemant transmitter station was sold to a former Lord Mayor of the city of Brisbane, Clem Jones, and later again to Ian and Rosalind McIlwain, who converted the solid main building into a comfortable modern residence. The Kapalaba receiver station was still in use as a communication radio station, though now with the Department of Civil Aviation, up until 2017. During the following year, 2018, the property was listed for sale as a housing estate, but then last year the property was purchased by the Redland City Council specifically so it could be restored as a listed heritage site. In this way, a major radio building in Australia that was associated with the American participation during the Pacific War will be preserved and honoured as an important historical reminder for those today who never knew the horrors of that tragic era way back then. The Kapalaba radio receiver station was among the first in Australia to receive the information regarding the quick end of the Pacific War and the surrender of Japan in August 1945. 
The American General Douglas MacArthur was responsible for the original initiative to have the station established, though by the end of the war he was in the Philippines and the Americans no longer needed the facility. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you very much, Ray. Ray Robinson there at KVOH in Los Angeles. Next today, we have some DX news from a very good publication, an online publication which we've received for many years, edited by Wolfgang Buschel in Germany, and it's from the Worldwide DX Club, BCDX Top News from Germany. Many people have been reporting LRA 36, Radio Nacional Arcángel San Gabriel, from the Argentine Antarctic region on 15476 kilohertz upper sideband. And uh, there's one report here from Dan Robinson in California via World of Radio. Uh, he heard uh, LRE 36 via a uh, an SDR, software-defined radio, one of those uh, remote receivers in Uruguay. And several other reporters in this latest edition of BCDX News have heard LRA-36 as well. They've been doing many special transmissions lately. Wolfgang Buschel uh, monitored various uh, stations in Brazil from Perseus SDR receivers located in Western Europe. I'm going to give you the nearest one kilohertz here. 4885 kilohertz, uh, a poor signal from a Brazilian domestic service signal, likely the 5 kilowatt Rádio Clube do Pará in Belém, Brazil. Then on 4985 kilohertz, Rádio Brasil Central from Guayania. And on 5940, a religious station, Rádio Voz Missionaria, the station of the Pentecostal Gideon Missionaries of Ultima Hora. Then on 6135 kilohertz, uh, a very well-known Brazilian station, Rádio Aparecida, from uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil. Those stations heard by Wolfgang Buschel. From Bulgaria, some additional transmissions of Brother Stairs, the Overcomer Ministry, via Spaceline in Sofia, actually in Kostinbrad, Bulgaria, 0700 to 1000 UTC on 11600 kilohertz with 100 kilowatts beaming to Western Europe in English. That schedule effective as of August 24th. Also as of August 24th, a new transmission 1600 to 1755 UTC on 11700 kilohertz from Sofia with 100 kilowatts beaming to East Africa in English. Those items from Ivo Ivanov in Bulgaria on BCDX via the Worldwide DX Club, BCDX Top News. Glenn Hauser in Oklahoma via World of Radio heard uh, from Cuba, 13740 kilohertz, August 26th at 1411 UTC, Radio Havana, Cuba, with an S9 plus 20 dB signal, but just barely modulated during the Sonido Cubano music show. While the parallel frequency, he says, of 13700 kilohertz is S9 plus 10 dB, but fully modulated. From China, Ron Howard in California, via DXplorer, via the Worldwide DX Club BCDX, top news, heard 6035 kilohertz, the People's Broadcasting Station in Yunnan, with a relay of FM 99 
at 1400 UTC on August 26th. Here are the usual time pips, a Beijing time check, the station singing the Radio Shangri-La jingle. So he says, I'm not hearing any reference to their new name of Yunnan International Broadcasting. A couple of other interesting logs from Ron Howard in California via World of Radio, via BCDX Top News. From Indonesia, 3225 kilohertz, the voice of Indonesia via Palangkaraya on August 22nd from 1256 to 1404 UTC. He was surprised to find NBC Bougainville in Papua New Guinea off the air. Uh, and nice to have the voice of Indonesia with decent audio, although he was only able to make out bits and pieces. Tuned into uh, filler instrumental music. At 1300 to 1400 UTC in English news, a promo for Indonesia's independence. Their Independence Day was on the 17th of August. A Today in History item, which seemed to be about uh, the Japanese in Indonesia publicly surrendering on August 22nd, 1945. And some musical selections at 1400 into an Indonesian program. Then uh, Ron also heard from the Republic of Korea, Voice of Freedom, a new COVID-19 program on Sunday only. This is on 5920 kilohertz, Voice of Freedom, 1155 to 1200 UTC. Heard on August 23rd. Thanks very much to Amano in Japan for the tip that the Voice of Freedom has a new COVID-19 program on Sundays only. Ivo Ivanov in Bulgaria in Hardcore DX via BCDX heard uh, from Kuwait. Frequency changes for Radio Farda of the U.S. Agency for Global Media. At 0630 to 1100 UTC, a new frequency of 5860 kHz. This is from Kuwait with 250 kilowatts beam to West Asia in Farsi. The previous frequency that was used for that transmission was 17800 kHz. And 1100 to 1400 UTC, a new frequency, 7435 kHz, also from Kuwait with 250 kilowatts to West Asia in Farsi. The previous frequency was 11725. From Saudi Arabia, Glenn Hauser in Oklahoma, uh, World of Radio, heard um, the Saudi Broadcasting Corporation's Quran service on 13710.014 kilohertz on August 26th. From the United States, Walt Salmanu in British Columbia, Canada, heard WTWW from Tennessee in the United States on 5830 kilohertz. Extremely distorted, he says, but also much stronger than usual and almost equal to WRMI's always very powerful 5850 transmitter into Victoria, British Columbia at 0320 UTC tune-in. One final item from uh, Wolfgang Buschel's BCDX top news. This is uh, from Vietnam via the United States. 7315 kilohertz. Uh, Glenn Hauser in Oklahoma on via World of Radio, heard the voice of Vietnam, 7315, on August 23rd, midnight 18 UTC, via WHRI in South Carolina, uh, S9 plus 25 dB, but just barely modulated with music, 
This, uh, he says, was the presumed Voice of Vietnam English relay. And it also had Cuban pulse jamming splashing all the way from 7335 kilohertz. He says people are speculating whether these relays will continue after WBCQ takes over WHRI. It may depend on the renewal or prolongation of contracts with Encompass. Well, uh, we have information that actually the Voice of Vietnam relays from South Carolina, from WHRI, are going to be discontinued, most likely, as the station is planning to probably eliminate its shortwave broadcasts altogether, and it may do shortwave broadcasts to the United States via some local AM and FM stations. This is the Voice of Vietnam. This is the Voice of Vietnam, broadcasting from Hanoi, capital of the Socialist Republic of Vietnam. All right, thanks very much for these DX items to Wolfgang Buschel and his Worldwide DX Clubs, BCDX Online Bulletin. You're listening to WaveScan from Adventist World Radio. Now we go to Tokyo. Here's Yukiko Tsuji with our Japan DX Report. Hello and welcome to the DX Report of the Month from Japan Shortwave Club, aided by Toshi Otake and I'm Yukiko Tsuji. Mr. Nishiguchi had an interesting de expedition at Umi no Koen Seaside Park in Yokohama City facing Tokyo Bay. Here are some of his loggings. KICY from Nome, Alaska, USA was heard on 850 kHz on August 9th from 11.55 to 12.10 UTC in English. SIO rating was 222. Gospel song was played. Idea was given at 12.03 as you're listening to KICY, Nome. The news started. KREA from Honolulu, Hawaii, USA, was heard on 1540 kHz on August 9th from 11.55 to 12.10 UTC in Korean. SIO rating was 222. Gospel song and Korean ID and Korean MBC type time signal were on the air. English ID was given as This is KREA Honolulu. Radio Tarma from Peru was received on 4775.1 kHz on August 9th from 1111 to 1132 UTC in Spanish. SIO rating was 232. Huayino music was aired. ID was given at 11.30 as Transmite Onda Corta, Radio Tarma, 4775 kHz. Radio Liberde from Havana, Cuba, was heard on 5025 kHz on August 9th from 11.11 to 11.32 UTC in Spanish. SIO rating was 3.33. Salsa music and information talk were aired. ID was given at 11.18. We have several DX reports from our club members this week. Radio New Zealand International was heard on 13840 kHz on July 29th from 2059 to 2110 UTC in English. 
SIO rating was 454. Interval signal of New Zealand Bellbird was played at 2059, introduced by a male announcer. Then World and Pacific News was aired until 2110. Radio Thailand World Service was heard on 15590 kHz on August 4th from the sign on at 0100 to 0100 UTC in English. SIO rating was 353 until 0030, then up to 454 from 0031 after a minute of signal break. National news was broadcast. Followed by a special report, Thailand Outlook, and What's On in Thailand. Bible voice broadcasting via Dushanbe, Tajikistan, was heard on 11540 kHz on August 9th from 1308 to the sign off at 1329 UTC in Korean. SIO rating was 353. Talk program was on the air. ID was given at 1317. Radio Oromia from Ethiopia was received on 6030 kHz on August 8th from 1918 to 2002 UTC in Oromo. SIO rating was 353, then down to 342. Local songs and a talk program by a female announcer were broadcast. ID was given at 1931. Audio modulation got worse at 1941. WWCR from Nashville, USA was heard on 4840 kHz on July 23rd from 1014 to 1031 UTC in English. SIO rating was 353, then down to 242. Exciting talk program was aired. ID was given at 1015. WRMI from Okeechobee, Florida, USA was heard on 9455 kHz on August 9th from 0858 to 0930 UTC in English. SIO rating was 353. Talk program and hymns were broadcast. Finally, Japan Showtime Club will issue the QSO cards for the correct reports on our segment of WaveScan program. We are issuing QSO card by email to the report sent by email. Our address for your email report is JSWCQSL at LIVE.JP. I repeat, JSWCQSL at LIVE.JP. We continue to issue the printed QSL card by the same system as before. Your report should be addressed to JSWC PO Box 44, Kamakura, which is K A M A K U R A, postal code 248-8691 Japan. One ILC or two US dollars for return postage will be appreciated. For this edition of DX Report, we'd like to thank Mr. Yoshiaki Hayashi, Mr. Iwao Nagatani, Mr. Tetsuya Toriumi, Mr. Chiaki Shimada, Mr. Takashi Nishiguchi, and Mr. Kazuaki Oikawa for sharing the information with us. Thank you for listening, and please join us for our next edition of DX Report of Japan Showtime Club. I'm Yukiko Tsuji in Tokyo. And before we go today, a couple of、uh, reception reports、uh, I want to mention. Reports sent to us here at WaveScan. People who've heard us in different parts of the world Claudio Dario Perdomo in Ringelet in the province of Buenos Aires, Argentina. 
heard wave scan at 0230 UTC on 5800 kilohertz. In fact, he heard last week's program, wave scan edition 601, with the SINPO code of 44343. He says, I enjoyed this program very much. Wave scan is one of my favorite programs on shortwave. Thank you, Claudio. Jason Barker is in Winona, Minnesota, USA. He heard us at 0307 UTC on 9955 kilohertz with a SINPO of 45545. Says outstanding signal in the Mississippi River Valley in southeast Minnesota. I'm in the river valley here, and the signal is very strong, clear, and consistent. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Jason. And finally, reports uh, sent on to us uh, by Adrian Peterson uh, from New Zealand. This is actually from the uh, latest edition of the New Zealand DX Times. Arthur DeMaine and Brian Clark at a coastal location on the South Island of New Zealand heard Wayscan on 5985 kilohertz. This is from uh, Okeechobee at 0337 UTC. Uh, says reception is usually good on Mondays for Wavescan. You heard the program with Rudy Espinal of Radio Clarine talking at the 1979 Anarch Convention. Well, thank you very much uh, to Arthur and Brian down there on the South Island of New Zealand. Melanesian music from Papua New Guinea in this edition of Wavescan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson. Next week, we have a very special program, a replay of the original AWR DX program, Radio Monitors International. So we invite you to stay tuned or to tune in next week for that. Several QSL cards are available for Wavescan. Send your AWR and KSDA reports for this program to the AWR address in Bangkok, Thailand. And also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa, or to IRRS Italy, or to the AWR relay stations that carry Wavescan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air here in the program, such as today's report from Japan. They will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr.org. The postal address for AWR QSL cards is Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, that's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. Again, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. And the email address for other correspondence to Wavescan, besides reception reports, is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI in Okeechobee, Florida, 
Till next week, good listening, everyone.